Mark's gospel chapter number two is not an unfamiliar story to you. Uh, yeah, we sang faith is the victory. Our theme this year at Anchor Baptist Church is strong in faith, giving God the glory from Romans chapter four, verse number 20. I won't, we aren't going necessarily there today, but that's our verse for the year of 2021. But here in, in Mark's gospel chapter two, um, we're going to speak on just a few minutes on visible faith, visible faith. The story is not new to us that have been in the Bible for any length of time. There's a man that has a great need. Jesus has come back to Capernaum. We see that in verse number one. And he's having a meeting. And this meeting is a, is a sellout, standing room only. And uh, they, they were not practicing physical distancing. Hallelujah. And uh, they were packed in there. And they were packed in the inside. They were packed in the outside. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the, the Lord Jesus' ministry was known. And so wherever he went, people showed up. In verse number two, the Bible says, And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch there was no room to receive them, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Isn't that great? To have Jesus Christ preaching his own gospel to us. Uh, he preached himself, you know, in that neat? As the Bible tells us that he is the word. And um, so, but again, we see what happens in the story is these people come, these four men come, and uh, verse four tells us, verse three tells us that they brought someone who had, had palsy. He was unable to walk. So he, he could not get there on his own. And these men help him. Let's skip down to verse five, though. And we're going we're gonna to underline and emphasize this statement. The Bible says, when, and here it is, Jesus saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith. And we know from this word that uh, it was not the faith of the man of palsy that he saw. It was the faith of the four who brought their friend. So, you know, I've underlined those words. Jesus saw their faith. And I'd like to take just a few minutes and make some application regarding visible faith, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for Grace Baptist Church and Pacific West Baptist College. Thank you for everyone that labors. Uh, Lord, everyone has a part in the body of Christ in the local church. And so I pray, Lord, that you would bless the ministry there. I pray you bless all the things they're trying to do for your, for your glory. Thank you for Pastor and Mrs. White and their 40 years of marriage. Lord, I pray you bless their time away, refresh them encourage them. And again, thank you for their friendship through the years. Now, Lord, we lift up the, the, the exams that are coming next week. Uh, Lord, I pray for each student that's there, uh, whether online or in person, that you would help them to recall the things that they've been working on and that you would uh, help them to get excellent marks next week on their exams as they finish out the semester and the school year. Father, we pray for an increase in students next year, if it be your will. Uh, we pray that uh, you would be honored and glorified is our prayer, and uh, we pray for this time. Lord, give us the unction that we need in Jesus' name. Amen. Four friends bring their crippled friend to the Lord Jesus Christ. They bring him to a special meeting. Only thing is, there's a problem. There's no way to get their friend in to see the Lord. The door was blocked. Uh, there was windows were blocked. There was no way in. And you know, many times when we face adversity, when we face challenges, if we're not careful, uh, we can maybe be willing to say, oh, okay, well, I guess it's not going to work out. 
And, you know, there is something to the Lord not allowing things to happen in our own timing. And But I believe perseverance is something that is needed in the life of the believer, whether or not we're in full-time ministry or not. Uh, I've seen so many different people persevere and just continue to press forward for the glory of the Lord. And I believe that's what we see. The story didn't end. They didn't just pack up and go home because they couldn't get to Jesus. Uh, they figured out a way to make it happen. And I'm thankful that God gives us the courage to go through roadblocks and go around roadblocks or go under them uh, through his power and through his grace. So let me give you several observations regarding the four friends uh, where their faith was visible. Number one, and we've kind of touched on it already, but number one, they determined to do what was difficult. They determined to do what was difficult. Let's just say today that if it was, if it was easy to do the work of the Lord, everybody would be doing it. It's not easy to do the work of the Lord. It's not easy to go to Bible college. It's not easy to uh, stay faithful. Uh, it's not easy to um, advance for the gospel glory. Now, I'm saying it's not easy. It's not easy in the power of the flesh. But I tell you what, when we have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling us, we have the Holy Spirit of God filling us, then there isn't anything that we can do. Why? Because it's not about us. It's about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about his spirit indwelling us. But I'm, I'm telling you today that uh, the difficulties of life are going to happen. They're going to get greater, and they're going to become more frequent. But remember that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These four men determined to do what was difficult. Imagine, if you will, here's a man laying on a mat, and you got to carry him to the top of the roof. you got to carry him to the top of the house. This was a difficult task. This wasn't easy. And by the way, no one else was doing it. So I guess they were, they were, this was a trending thing. And they were the first ones to get him, get involved in it. The rooftop ministry, you know, getting involved in the rooftop ministry and bringing people to the, to the great physician, the Lord Jesus Christ. But I love what it says. And I, I don't think we can reiterate it too much. The Bible says that he saw their faith. Did these men say anything? We don't know. Now, again, probably they said something, uh, but uh, what I'm pointing to is that Jesus was not, the Bible does not tell us that uh, they gave him a testimony, but he saw their faith in action. There isn't anything that says they mentioned anything, but it does say that when Jesus saw these men, he saw that they were men of faith. I wonder, is, is your faith visible to the world in which we live in? Is your faith visible? Is it only by voice or is it also in your actions? Faith was written all over their faces. Trust was in their eyes. Every expression revealed confidence, confidence in Christ. And in 2021, where else should we be placing our confidence? No, it shouldn't be in ourselves. It shouldn't be in our leaders. Holy, we follow them, yes, but our confidence is in the Lord Jesus Christ. They determined to do something difficult because it, it, it involved getting someone to Jesus Christ. You think about the difficulties in your life. Everyone right involved in this chapel meeting have had, we have all had difficulties. I don't mean to be negative, but they're not going to stop. But you know what I find? The greater the difficulty, the greater the strength God gives us to advance while it may not be the easiest thing to say, uh, we might have to just say, God, thank you for the difficulty. Please allow them in my life as you see fit. 
you know, one thing I've learned about the Lord is he's already there where we're headed. He's, he's future, isn't he? He's past. He's present. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, faith is something that works from the inside out. Your and my faith isn't something that can be taught. But it's something that we go, when we go through experiences, it's something that we catch that God enables us to go through the, the first thing, and we go through that, and then we get through it by faith, and we say, oh, wow, God did this, and God did this, and, and then the next challenge comes our way, the difficulty, and we trust in the Lord, and we lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He directs our path, and, and then we get through that, and our faith is, all the while, our faith is increasing. Go with me quickly to James 2, James 2 and verse 18. So number one, they determined to do what was difficult. James 2 and verse 18, God's word says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Faith is something that works from the inside out, from the inside out. It can be seen on the outside because on the inside, there's already a faith that is brewing. If you could imagine it, it's kind of like a, a, a boiling pot of water. And, and when you have that on the stove, there's water inside. And, and you may not know that there's water inside, but if, if the heat's turned up, eventually you're going to know that water is inside that pot because it's going to start boiling and steaming and it's going to start lifting the lid up even a little bit. Uh, even if it's completely on there, you're going to know there's water in. Hey, how does someone know that there's faith in you? I submit to you when the heat of life comes to us, then the faith that is in us boils out and, and people see our faith. This was a challenging time. This was a difficult time. Jesus saw their faith. A faith that won't put you to work for Jesus Christ is a faith that needs to be strengthened. And only God's word, right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I think we know that that's not just saving faith. I think that's living faith too. And I'm thankful today that our, our faith is not in ourselves. Our faith is not in faith itself. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He never fails. He never fails. So they determined to do what was difficult. I want to encourage you. Final exams are coming up. There might be one subject you say, this is difficult. Well, study, study, study. And then like me, when I was in Bible college, ask for divine intervention, divine intervention. <laughs> and I had to ask for that a few times. <laughs> I didn't study enough. But uh, I think sometimes he did, he did uh, intervene. Other times he didn't. And I got what I deserved. Uh, and so anyway, uh, press on for God. Press on for God. So they determined to do what was difficult. Number two, they determined to work together. Now, think about this. Can you imagine four different people with four different ways of doing things? Because that's, what, that's, how, we, that's how we operate, isn't it? We're all different. 
We all think it should be done this way. We all think it could be accomplished this direction. We think we should do this or do that. And here we have four men working together for one common goal. Each man had a corner of the bed, I'm assuming, and they carried the corner of the bed and they worked together. Not only would they start out together, when I, when I think about this, I, I kind of review the situation in my mind from wherever they started, right? We see the finish line, but we don't know about the starting point. We just know that they got there, but they had to start somewhere, right? And so use your, use your biblical imagination a little bit with me, and let's go back to the place where they started. And when they started at some, that guy's home or wherever they found him and picked him up from, they had to agree, okay, we're going to go to this house where the Lord Jesus is, and we're going to go this direction. We're going to turn here and then turn there. We're going to get it there. And you know all roads lead to Rome, right? And so there was probably different ways to get to this man's house, but they had to agree. They had to work together that we're going to get there this way. We don't know what happened along the journey because God didn't want us to know. We can only use our imagination that maybe they had to, they got to a certain space and spot. And one of them said, I think we need to turn left here. And the other one said, no, we need to keep going straight. But they had to agree. And the Bible says uh, the word they, do you see the word they in the text? Let's go back to Mark chapter two. And look with me, if you will, if you're back in Mark chapter two. And the Bible says in verse um, number three, and they come unto him. And the Bible says in verse four, and when they could not come nigh unto him, they uncovered the roof. And when they had broken it up, they let down the med. I don't know about you, but when I see that word they, it speaks of teamwork. It speaks of working together. It speaks of realizing that even though I might have a little bit different way of getting our friend up to the rooftop, we're going to work together and come to a common goal and agreement because his uh, well-being is why we're doing this. And so they work together. I want to just encourage you in, in this uh, coming down to the end of a semester, coming down to the end of a school year, and uh, that we as God's children, this is not the time uh, to, to have to have it our way necessarily. This is the time to work together for the cause of Christ. This is the time to partner together and labor together and pray together that the world might see our faith, visible faith. Their faith was visible. They determined to do what was difficult. They determined to work together. I tell you what, isn't it great? It is wonderful to be able to have co-laborers together for the cause of Christ. And we all have a little different way of doing ministry. But I hope and pray that our end goal is that God is glorified. I hope that our end goal is that the gospel is preached. I'm not talking about, you know, holding hands with compromisers and holding hands with everybody that has this kind of doctrine out of whack. I'm saying we, independent Baptists, Bible preaching, we want to be Bible living, that we determine to work together. It's great. We support many of the same missionaries. That's a blessing that we can send our finances and send our prayers to these missionaries and that they might come to know uh, that we love them and we're working for them and laboring uh, for them, that the glory of God could be uh, increased. A church unified by truth, seeking to accomplish the will of God. 
a Bible college unified by truth, seeking to accomplish the will of God. You know, the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I'm thankful today for Grace Baptist Church. I'm thankful that we are co-laborers together to reach Vancouver, greater Vancouver and beyond. These men determined to do the difficult. These men determined to work together. Number three, they determined to do the unusual. The unusual. They were willing to think completely, as we say, outside the box. Again, they started a brand new ministry, the rooftop ministry, the rooftop ministry. It took ingenuity. It took creativity. It took um, thinking different. What are we going to do? How are we going to get it done? And I'll tell you what, if we're not living in that time right now in my life or your life, I don't know when we will be. I think we're living in it right now. And by the way, the Bible says, I want you to I want you to be encouraged by this, maybe challenged, in everything, give thanks. In everything. You know, it doesn't say for everything, but it says in everything. I hope you're giving God thanks in 2021 for everything in 2021. I hope in everything, I mean. The situation that you're living in and I'm living in, it's, it's unreal, isn't it? But you know what? God is on the throne. I'm trusting him. And I'm thankful for the unusual ways that we can uh, advance the gospel in 2021. Uh, I'm thankful for the technology that God allows us to have. I'm thankful that it's not a time to roll over and play dead. It's the time to rise up and press toward the mark. It's time to charge the gates of hell. And we know that the church uh, gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And we can see uh, great and mighty things happening in Surrey, in Burnaby, in the greater Vancouver area, and in the ministries that we're involved in. I am thankful for the unusual ways of ministry in 2021. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for Zoom. I'm thankful for FaceTime, and I'm thankful my wife's been able to continue discipleship with several ladies over FaceTime in the last 14 months. Our ladies' Bible study has been able to continue on Zoom for these last 14 months, and I could say that, and you could say that about many numbers of things. I'm thankful that these men got to a place, it was difficult, they worked together, and they said, we've got to think different here, we've got to get outside the box, and they did the unusual. Think about, how, think about right now, how are some ways, and we're not going to take a raise of hands, but I'm th- what I want to challenge you with is, what are some unusual ways you can get the gospel to people? Pray about it. God, how can I get the gospel? You know, lately, I've, I've noticed uh, lately some challenges uh, to use social media to share your testimony. And just uh, at my parents' home church in Knoxville, Tennessee, Powell, Tennessee, the pastor there, Pastor Sexton, he encouraged everyone to record their testimony uh, as, as, as long or as little as of it as they wanted to share or whatever, to record it and post it on their social media or type it up and put it on their social media and just use whatever way possible to get the gospel out. Obviously, uh, we still need to be a personal witness, but these men, they determined to do something. They determined to do the unusual. They determined to work together. 
they determined to do the difficult. Another one, they determined to do the costly. They determined to do the costly. What about this roof? It costs something, obviously, to repair it. And they weren't allowed, they, they would not allow the, uh, the financial obligation. So they determined to, to do the costly. What would, what would it cost to repair this roof? They, I don't think they were even taking that into consideration. What would need to be done? Maybe they would have to repair it themselves. Maybe they would pay someone to do it. The point is this, uh, what would matter in all eternity? And I submit to you today, as we seek to reach people with the gospel, uh, what is the value of a soul? These men were willing to do whatever it took to bring this man to the Lord. I want to have that heart in my, in my life. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, a difficulty, if that gets me uh, an opportunity to build my faith so that people can see Jesus in me. It's not me they're saying. I don't want them to see me. In me there dwelleth no good thing. Oh, but if they could see Christ in me, the hope of glory. If they could see Christ in you, the hope of glory, guess what? Even in 2021, they can have hope. They can have peace. They can have the, the promise of eternal life through our Savior. These men were willing to do whatever it took to bring someone to the Lord. I want to encourage you this afternoon. What are you willing to give up? And oh, I hate to even say it that way because quite frankly, we are blessed. Oh, in North America, we have so much. We're spoiled, aren't we? We have over an abundance. And I will say, is God calling you possibly? Is God calling one of you? I don't know your testimonies. I don't know what you've surrendered to. I don't know what you're training for, but I want to encourage you. Be willing to just say, God, my life belongs to you. My life does not belong to me. I, I, I want my life, God, to be used for your glory. Whatever that means, whatever that costs, I'm willing to do it. You know, God can take your life and God can take my life. It obviously makes something out of it that we never would have dreamed. I'm sure all of us realize that already. But some might be a little bit older than others and have not seen it quite as much. So let me just tell you, I don't consider myself old at 47, but I can say this. I would have never dreamed in Bible college that God would take my life. And it's God doing it. I'm thankful for it, for it, but I would have never dreamed sitting in Bible college 30 years ago almost that God would do what he's done in my life. He allowed, he's allowed difficulties to come into my life, and I think there's more to come. He's allowed so many different people to come into my life that I could work together with, and some are right there right now. God's allowed uh, me to come across the path, and I'm not, I don't consider myself to be very creative, but innovative, but many of you are, and God's given you gifts and abilities, but God's allowed me to be able to at least use the creativity that he's given me for his honor and glory. What am I saying? I'm saying this, that wherever you're at right now in your life, whether you're 21 years old or 51 years old or 71 years old, I don't know, the age span of everyone here today, I'm just saying I am so thankful that God uh, has equipped us to serve him for a lifetime.
Never retire. Just retread. Just retread. They determined to do several things. Number one, they determined to do what was difficult. Don't shy away from difficulty. Take time to pray about it. Seek the Lord's help. But be willing to go through the difficulties. They determined to work together. Oh, we need that in Christianity today. We need to work together. They determined to do the unusual. They determined to do the costly. And what happened? Well, we see the end result. The Bible says in verse 5, But when Jesus, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And then if you skip down to verse 9, whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise, take up thy bed and walk. But, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thy house. Verse 12, and immediately he arose up in the bed, took up the bed, excuse me, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed. Notice, and glorified not the four men. They glorified God. Saying, we never saw it on this fashion. You know what? That's why we do what we do. That's why we go through the difficult. That's why we work together. That's why we invest our finances. That's why we love people. That's why we keep going for God. That's why we give one more gospel track. That's why we give one more text to someone that hasn't been at church in a while or been on the live stream. Uh, that's why we send out one more note or one more email. Why? So that we can give glory to God. So that when the miracles come, we praise God. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you once one more time. May God help us in 2021 to be men and women that don't just have faith on the, in, on the inside, but that our faith comes out and it's visible, and that it could be said of us like it was said of them that Jesus saw their faith. I want people, I want the community, most importantly, I want my family to see my faith and not just talk about it, but I want them to see it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these few moments. Very familiar miracle, but I pray, Lord, that maybe there was just one thing that spoke out to us today from your word. Maybe even this last thought that everyone praised God. And that's what we want. God, we want you to be praised. We want you to be magnified. We want you to be glorified. Uh, please, Lord, bless the remainder of this chapel time in Jesus' name. Amen.